0: She had just defected from an organization she called home for eight years. She loved her job, helping women, counseling, protecting, guiding, leading, but to what end? The bitter reality would soon set in on the ramifications of her own abortions and those she helped to assist with as director of the Planned Parenthood abortion clinic in Bryan, Texas. What caused this sincere and loving advocate of women to now turn against the organization she fought to defend and flee to those who had been praying for her all along, the pro-life coalition? With us today for part two of her incredible true story is pro-life activist, speaker, and author of the best-selling autobiography, unplanned, a must-read for those on both sides of the fence, as my next guest has been. It's an honor to have with us today, Abby Branham Johnson. Abby, welcome back to Testimony.
1: Thank you for having me on again.
0: Abby, in part one of our conversation last week, you talked about that fateful day, that ultrasound that would forever change the way you viewed Planned Parenthood and why after eight successful years or so you thought, you walked away as its director faced with a court battle, rejected by friends and even your church. In this segment I want to go even deeper, Abby, in exposing the real agenda of Planned Parenthood, its propaganda and the memo you were not allowed to talk about known as the Jaffe Memo, which was written in 1969 in response to Population Council President Bernard Berelson, from then Vice President of Planned Parenthood, Frederick S. Jaffe. Then, Abby, bring us up to date on you and your efforts and how those of us listening can get in touch with you to learn more. Abby, we are all ears.
1: Well, Planned Parenthood's ultimate goal is to increase their number of abortions. Um, they are interested in making as much money as possible off of abortion. Um, it's a, Abortion is a cash business. Even though 50% of insurance companies in the United States do pay for elective abortion, they're not really interested in um being insurance providers because they want the cash up front. Planned Parenthood recently put out a mandate for all of their U.S. affiliates that every affiliate must be abortion providing by 2013. So you can see that clearly their goal is not to reduce the number of abortions but to increase. number of abortions which is exactly why they have quotas they have a minimum amount of abortions that need to be performed every month and if they are not performed then people begin to lose their jobs because that is really how they make the majority of their money Planned Parenthood's revenue statement shows that 51 percent of their revenue comes from abortion services Um, just in 2010 which is the latest report that's available they They grossed over one point two million dollars i'm sorry one point two billion dollars and f- four hundred and eighty seven million dollars of that money came from taxpayers came from people like you and I and so it's important that we are all paying attention and that um we are all fighting at a state and federal level to keep Planned Parenthood out of our pocketbooks and to keep them honest.
0: Well, Abby, you are now married, you have a child, and I think you're uh, ready, get, getting ready to have another child. Am I yes. correct about that? Okay, <laughs> that's right. yep. So that's a blessing from the Lord, and we can thank God and praise God for that. But in your uh, wanting to get some help with your current pregnancy, you made 18 calls to Uh, different insurance companies, and the reply was all the same. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes. I have private insurance um, and thought, I was pretty sure, that my insurance did not cover any sort of maternity benefits. And so I started to wonder if that was common um, or if this was just something that was kind of an, an anomaly with my insurance carrier. And so I made 18 phone calls to 18 separate insurance companies and asked them all the same thing. Um, Do you provide maternity care for people who are privately insured? So people that don't have, that are not part of a group plan with an employer, you know, were these private um, insurers allowed to receive maternity care? And all 18 of them told me that they were not allowed to provide maternity insurance and that reminded me of a memo that we were not to talk about inside of Planned Parenthood and that was the memo that, that you were referring to earlier and it was written in 1969 and it was basically an appeal. They, Planned Parenthood was asked to give a, a try to give a solution to overpopulation in the country and so they wrote a memo and talked about things like putting fertility control agents in the water supply um, to control fertility, to encourage homosexuality um, even at a a very uh, young age, to cut off maternity benefits for women, to decrease the number of daycares in the United States, to force contraception um, on women, forced abortion, forced sterilization, and I kind of, I, I started reading it again, rereading it. I found it and started rereading it, and I was thinking, my goodness, so many of these things are already taking place in our country. And just to see the difference from 1916, when the first Planned Parenthood was ever created in New York to now that we're in 2012, it's amazing to see how many things on that memo, on that list, are already happening right here in our country.
0: You know, I have some notes from a previous interview that you gave to WorldNet Daily, and I just would like to read a couple of those for our audience. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Abby Johnson, former director of Planned Parenthood and now pro-life activist. In this memo, or in this report, the information reads that four years after the Jaffa report was published in 1969, abortion was legalized in the U.S., and since that time, 54 million unborn children have been aborted, which averages about 3,000 babies being killed every day. It also goes on to say that there are more women than men now in the workforce which is a goal of planned parenthood that the unwed birth rate has increased by 300% while the unmarried domestic partnership rate from that time through the turn of the century escalated almost sixfold and another fact here since 1970 marriages have declined 30% while the divorce rate has increased by 40 percent, Abby, Obamacare. Are they funding Planned Parenthood, and what's the danger of that bill being passed?
1: Absolutely. Um, Obama is one of Planned Parenthood's biggest supporters. Um, You know, one of the main reasons that he was elected in the first place was because of Planned Parenthood and their support for him. And if this Obamacare goes through, if his health care program goes through, it will basically be wide open funding for Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. We see now in Canada that currently abortions are being paid for up to a rate of $17,000 per abortion, and that's government money, that is taxpayer money that is being used to pay for abortions. And we will see something similar here. You know, we are working very hard at state levels to defund Planned Parenthood and to get them out of Medicaid programs. But if this goes through, if this health care program proposed by Obama goes through, then all of our defunding efforts will really be for naught because they will be allowed to receive as much money and an unending amount of money from the federal government and American taxpayers.
0: Wow. What do we do about it? What can we do?
1: Well, first of all, we need to get involved in our elections. We have one of the most important presidential elections um, ever, probably in history, coming up. And we need to all be involved with the candidate. We need to all be on the same page as people who are concerned about the unborn and concerned about the state of affairs in this country and we need to work hard to get the right person in office and to make sure that Obama is not elected for a second term. We need to be working at the state level. We need to be um, making sure that we are getting good people in office representing us with our same people that hold the same ideals and um, the same principles and values and morals that we do. We need to be contacting legislators, even those that are not on the same side as we are. We need to be still contacting them and letting them know that as a constituent, these issues are important to me. And I believe that the goal in the pro-life movement is conversion. We want conversion of clinic workers. We want conversion of women that are going in to have abortions, conversions of fathers who are trying to push the women in their lives to have abortions, and we want conversion of politicians in office. And the only way that will happen is if they hear from us and they hear our personal stories of why abortion is dangerous and why it is something that is is extremely detrimental to our society.
0: You talked about in your book the RU486 pill, yes. how it was told that would be a slam dunk, no problem, but actually during your second abortion that was a horrific time for you and very dangerous thankfully you made it out alive um... what efforts are being done to stop that pill from just being given to anyone now and what about the homosexual indoctrination that has become prevalent in schools uh... many times uh, contraception is offered to children without parents knowledge in a remaining minute here uh how can people contact you what organizations can they support to help fight abortion
1: well i think we are working um, really at state levels to try to regulate the r RE u 46 pill the more regulations that we put on abortion on the abortion industry the fewer abortions we will see and and it's going to be a little bit at a time it's not going to be an all over slam dunk we've got it now abortion is out of this country it's going to be a little bit at a time and, um, you know, we have principal efforts that are going on in many different states. And, you know, something that parents, it, it's really about parents getting involved with their kids and going to their school health advisory committee, making sure that they know what's being said and what's being taught to their children. Um, I am very open to answering any questions anyone has that's been listening to this program they can uh, go to my website and find a contact link there. My website is abbyabbyjohnson.org.
0: Abby, I just want to thank you so much for being with us today on Testimony, your life, your book, your speaking out against abortion, and your ability to reach across the aisles to those that are still trapped in the myth of Planned Parenthood and their objectives and those that have come out of it like you have. Ladies and gentlemen, Abby Johnson, pro-life activist, her book Unplanned A Must Read. Thank you Abby and God bless you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensinebard.com. That's one word J E N S I N E B A R D.com or write to us at Testimony, PO Box 1333 Palm Desert, California, 92261, that's P.O. Box 1333, Palm Desert, California, 92261. I'm Jensen Bard. Please join us again for Testimony.